Assalamualaikum and welcome to KF Talks, where we aim to represent Muslim sisters from varying communities. We will delve into their struggles and aspirations in the Western world and how they serve Lady Fatima, peace be upon her, in all they do. This podcast aims to provide a safe platform for us to delve into and voice our thoughts on issues that may not usually be readily and openly discussed in our communities. My name is Kothar Hakimi and I am your host today. Mental health is a topic that is on the rise these days and statistics have shown that at least one in six of us will suffer from a mental health illness at some point in our lives. These are just the reported statistics. The real numbers may be way higher than what we know. So today with us, we have Sister Sakina and Sister Zahra who have some experience with mental health, depression and anxiety. Sister Sakina, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Assalamu alaikum. So I'm Sister Sakina. So um, I would say I went through a few years of um, depression and anxiety. And when I was going through it, um, it wasn't a well-known um, concept that people would talk about. It was still quite taboo. And um, yeah, no one would really talk about it in the community or even amongst my friends. So I, I had no aware- awareness of what I was feeling. So when I... Um, started university with all my friends I was so excited I'm gonna start and with my new friends um mm-hmm. and when that did happen I suddenly st- like I thought I would be living the dream but then I suddenly started to feel like really tired I was moody all the time I didn't want to mm. leave the house I didn't want to help my mom out at home I just wanted to be literally in my bed all day you felt like really drained very drained and mm. when my friends would ask me where I had been I, I I didn't really know what to say yeah so you you started experiencing this when you started uni I mean that, that's quite a that's not a very nice time to start I mean it's never a nice time to start you know suffering with something like this but uni is like one of those times where it's like you, you know you're just starting um this this new stage in your life and you're so excited and you're you're so looking forward to it and then to be hit with something like this it's quite it, it really it, it pushes you doesn't it it was really scary because you, you have all of this excitement and you you have a certain like perception on what your life is going to be and then I feel I feel like in university is when you really find yourself as a person mm. and when you are confused on who you are because you don't even understand your feelings, it's a very dark place to be. Yeah. Did you did you get help from anyone or anywhere about um, this? I, or? I, I for a long time I didn't because I just didn't understand what my feelings mm-hmm. were. I yeah. like I, I found myself like making excuses up not to see my friends because I started to feel panicky when I was with them because I, fe- I felt like I didn't have anything to say because I, I didn't know who I was I felt like I didn't have a personality anymore wow, yeah. um, so until I realized because I started to lose so much weight and I thought that would make me happy but it, it did it actually made me feel worse so it's when I looked in the mirror and I thought why am I not eating what happened to my appetite I used to love to eat yeah and I, yeah. and like my family would be so worried about me because they'll be like yeah you're losing weight which is good but you look so pale like you need to eat yeah, so yeah. 
that's when I realized I needed to speak to someone. So I did speak to two people that were professionals. Um, they were both different ones, but I, I felt like they didn't understand what I was going through because they just saw me as like a Muslim girl that is oppressed by someone, which mm. I, alhamdulillah, I haven't been oppressed by anyone. Yeah. So I, 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 like half of me actually felt like, one, they're not going to help me because they don't understand me. Two, I don't want to give this impression that Islam oppresses us when it doesn't. And going to like these people who doesn't, do not understand that, it's like, I'm giving Islam like a bad name, but at the same time, they don't understand me anyway. So I just gave up on that completely. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, so the counselors that you went to that you saw were, were not non-Muslims, basically. So that, that yeah. highlights how important it is to have Muslim counselors and Muslim therapists, because then, oh. like, they can put it into context and they can, like, sort of treat you in a way that takes into consideration your your faith and everything. And then it doesn't make it. It's not like a counselor coming and telling you, oh, you know, maybe if you take off your hijab, you'll feel more free, you'll feel happier, for example. <laughs> definitely but I, I wish it was actually like that in our community and I wish like it would have been more accessible for me to like actually speak to someone because the influential people in our communities I did reach out to them mm. like I, I got to a stage where I just thought um I need to speak to someone that can give me religious guidance because I'm so vulnerable right now I don't want to hear this, things that are not good for me I like I knew that I had to like find a path that leads me to God but helps me at the same time but so I did reach out to um, a few people I'm not going to mention who they are of course but they were actually really cold like I thought mm -hmm. I would expect them to say oh let's meet up or let's speak on the phone like through messages maybe I'm not understanding you but they just gave me gave me like a very short response and I just felt so neglected yeah yeah that's that's yeah as in like you seek help at least from your community you'd expect your community to help you a little bit but it's it's disappointing to see that not a lot of people in our community are trained to be able to handle these situations definitely and i i i do feel like um that this is something that our community likes we need more female scholars yeah. We need more female scholars that are accessible and do work that be accessible to the community, like make themselves known. I'm sure there are a few female scholars in our community, but it's just, I haven't come across one. Yeah. And the ones that I have come across, they're really hard to get hold of. Like, how do you find them? They don't really have social media profiles where you think, okay, I'm going to go contact you. Mm -mm, that's so true how did you how did you cope with it what coping mechanisms did you use and did they help at all no so basically for me um everything got really bad in uni um I didn't go out lost weight um but then suddenly my grandma had passed away and we had to fly oh, abroad um and it was it was my first experience of an Islamic bur a burial all to begin with but it was like an Islamic burial where you don't, like they don't put the bodies in a box, like literally the bodies get buried with the kafan and their face gets put on the ground where it's touching sand, facing the ribla, obviously. Um, 
so it was quite graphic and then on top of that that was my grandma which was really dear to me mm. um but Allah works in the most beautiful and mysterious ways like it was such an eye-opener I felt so close to my grandma it was the most beautiful experience I felt like she wanted me there um uh, um and where she was buried there's a shrine near there so we got to go ziyara every single day for like two months it was such a spiritual moment and mm. I really felt like in a like in a mysterious way that Allah really like held my hand and the imams um, may peace and peace and blessings be upon them really like gave me a big emotional hug which really built me and suddenly I came back and I was I, I had time to grow and really think and contemplate so you know how Imam Ali says your um, sickness is within, within you and only if you reflect you'll find a remedy and I really really felt that with the help of Allah in the Hubayt yeah so, so interesting yeah and you know uh, sorry you know how sometimes um people that are really feeling sad obviously I mean feeling depressed and anxious it's really hard to connect to God in those yeah. moments like you can feel so low mm. and I know a lot of people get told oh just read Quran and you'll be fine like I, I don't believe in that and I'm sure a majority now will know that's not the answer but I would really recommend going on a religious trip whether it's, that's going for Ziyarah, whether that's going for Hajj or Umrah, whatever it is, that I genuinely feel like helps you so much. Yeah, yeah, I see. You're, you're right. I mean, it's like you, you wouldn't tell someone who's who's uh, got a, a physical illness to just read Quran and it'll, it'll go away. Mental illnesses need to be treated with more seriousness. It's not just a matter of, oh, because it's, it, it's quite off-putting when, when you go for help in the community to like a religious uh, scholar or someone and they just tell you read Quran you know it's just, it's just like but as in I'm praying five times a day I'm doing all these yeah. I'm doing the tasbihat I'm doing all these mustahabbat I'm fasting and everything but I'm still feeling this way like what's wrong with me you know is there something wrong with me is there am I doing something wrong it really it, does, it really puts you off you know it's so it really yeah. it's very it's very important and but i do have to um i totally agree with you but i do have to um give some credit to the scholars because i've attended a few like um lectures that were given on mental health and i feel like we've come a very long way mm, yeah yeah definitely there's there's a lot more being said about mental health i mean it's yeah. being discussed a lot more uh, even like in uh, Muharram that just passed, there's been lectures about mental health. Uh, yeah. A lot more scholars are opening up and talking about it and becoming more sort of approachable and open-minded about it, which is really quite a positive thing to see. But um, as in like, I'm, I personally as well went through uh, depression and I went through it like through most of my childhood and, and, and adolescent years. And it, it's just very strange, you know, it's like, you know, there's something wrong, you just don't know what it is, and you can't put your finger on it. It's just, you just feel a certain way, and it just doesn't feel right. And it's like, how, I don't know how to go to my parents about this, because I don't know what exactly is wrong. You can't really put it into words. 
So for the longest time, I just dealt with it by myself. And obviously, like you said, it's difficult to find someone in the community who can help. Yeah. Yeah. And I think because it was such a taboo for so long in our communities and you would get told on, yeah, read Quran, it actually makes you feel like, oh my God, is there actually something wrong with me spiritually? Like, is there actually something wrong? You start doubting yourself and it's a very, very dark time. Mm -hmm. Although we have made progress, um, I do feel that although there's a lot of awareness um, being spread about mental health, I don't think there's enough um, talk about how the community should treat those that are going through such a dark period in their lifetime. I feel like there's not enough awareness about how we should deal with those that are going through um, a mental health condition or a very dark period of time. Um, Like what I experienced a lot, and I think I still experience to this day, is that because it was so new and no one understood how I was feeling and I was really acting differently, um, a lot of my friends took that personally. And there's a lot of people that I don't speak to anymore because they didn't understand me and and a lot of people around me took a lot of offence by it. And it is sad because when when I look back now, it's just... I, I sometimes see pictures and I just feel like, okay, I, that was my big friendship group. I could have still been friends with these girls. Oh, they would have attended me to their wedding because I would have been part of this. And sometimes you do get sad on, oh, like it's cost me a lot. Like, alhamdulillah, I've gone through it. I'm so much stronger. I, I've gained a lot of knowledge, wisdom. I can relate to people. But yeah. I have paid a big price for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. It is, as in, I, you're right. I feel like even our generation sort of doesn't doesn't really know how to deal with it. But the past few years, with this rise of of people of mental health uh, in in social media, um, like even I remember looking at a post saying from from a sheikh that was saying like things not to say to a person who is going through a mental health problem. And that these points are really important, like that that he shared these, because not a lot of people know and they don't realize that sometimes your friend who is kind of neglecting you or uh, not contacting you as often or doesn't want to go out with you, it's not a personal issue. Like it's probably yeah. something she's going through. Maybe you need to just check up on her and call her, let her know she's there, make sure that, that you're there for her. And it's like, even even if you message someone once and they don't reply, check up on them again in a, in a week. You never know. Like You never know what that person is going through. Especially yeah, with the lives s- that we live in these days, it's very hectic. The, there's a lot going on in our lives. I mean, it, it's, it's not surprising, to be honest, that so many of us are dealing with these mental health issues. I totally agree with you. And I um, feel like friends should never really stop inviting other friends to like your majlises your um gatherings because i've experienced where people stop um inviting me to their majlises and i just think but i'm i'm still a follower of the alphabeta restaurant like you should still have that love for me to invite me and think about yeah. me yeah that's so true so you mentioned the hadith by imam ali alayhi salam um that's an amazing hadith by the way like that is one of those ahadith that really like when you're going through something so so difficult it really helps because it's like 
you know, like especially with mental health, the sickness is within you and the remedy is also within you. Yeah. So all you need to do is just sit back, take a step back and reflect a little bit and contemplate a little bit. Take some time out for yourself, perhaps. It's the important, it's, like it's so important to do self-care, make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Don't get so caught up in taking care of everyone else when you've forgotten to take care of yourself first. Like, do you have any, are there any like other Quranic ayahs or ahadith or stories of anyone that have helped you through your dark periods? Um, yeah, there's two that are very dear to my heart and I think they'll always be for the rest of my life. One is when Sayyidah Zainab said, I saw nothing but beauty in the core of Yazid. Mm. And two is um, when it has mentioned in the Quran where God says, um, with hardship, there's ease. So a lot of people mistake that, that after the hardship is gone is where you actually feel the ease. But no, mm. while you're actually going through it, if you take that time to yourself, and like you said, um, where you just mentioned self-care is very important. It's so important. You need to start, you need to start spending time with yourself. You need to start getting to know yourself, finding yourself, finding what you like and don't like, and don't go near to the things you don't like. And even if that means that you have to stop speaking to certain people that you like, but they're not good for you, then do that put yourself first like how you would put any like make yourself literally your best friend and treat yourself it's so important spend money on yourself like the money that you work for spend it on yourself like do the things that you enjoy and while you're doing that with hardship and you see goodness in your hardship you find coping me you find coping mechanisms and they will stay with you for life they will literally help you with for life. And it's such an eye-opener. Like once you actually like look back or even while you're going through it, just look at your whole entire life, you really start appreciating things. And when you start appreciating things, it makes you happy. And yeah. what also really helped me is I got myself a journal and I have and I write in there every single night that I've done all my prayers, what I a good thing that I like did, what I want to do tomorrow. Um, it's just a gratitude journal and saying good things and writing them down in a the most mysterious way actually get makes you really happy and makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. Like like remembering things that that you're grateful for it definitely it's it's been shown like by scientific studies that it changes it rewires your brain as well so yeah. that's really important um but yeah um how how can we raise awareness in the community about this like what are the steps what kind of practical steps can we do and what does the community need to know about this issue and what can they do moving forward like after this what can we do in my opinion, um, what you guys are doing right now is very great. Um, it's so it's so nice that we're having this discussion right now. Um, the other thing that I would suggest is um, we need more female scholars and we need more female therapists to actually come and make themselves known on social media. So there's somewhere that someone can go to. And the third thing I would a third thing that I would say is more girl events i went to a women's only event not too long ago about 
sisters that had reverted and how much we actually have neglected them um mm. and they've suffered from mental health so i think someone shared their story and we all like felt so good after because we all just connected to one another and everyone opened up which was so lovely so events like that yeah that's so important you know you mentioned the word um connect yeah yeah and i think the 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 time we're living in right now we're all so disconnected with each other we text each other we barely call each other and it's just that there's such a lack of connection we don't really talk about the important things we don't talk about our feelings we don't we don't discuss these things with each other we, we usually if we when we meet up we're talking about what show we're watching on netflix or uh i don't know like just just trivial things that don't really matter but we don't I, really it, ask each other about how we're feeling and uh, how we're doing in a, in a genuine way. Thank you so much for sharing that, Sakina. Um, well, thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, no, no problem. Next, we have Sis- Sister Zahra, who is a life coach. Um, Sister Zahra, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Assalamualaikum, uh, Kosar. Um, yes, yeah, sh- yeah, sure. Um, so, so basically how I actually got into life coaching um, is because I'm, I have been um, a big fan of personal, uh, personal development for like the past 10 years. Um, and my journey sort of started when I started to read books um, because uh, I used to, um, I guess, you know, struggle with, you know, coming out of my comfort zone and meeting new people. Um, it's, it's something that I used to have like a lot of, a lot of anxiety um, mm. with. So I started to read self-help books um, more. Um, and it was actually a cousin of mine who actually recommended me to actually start reading books like this. So Alhamdulillah, you know, like that helped me a lot. Um, when it came to like, you know, moving to a different city, you know, meeting new people. Um, I've attended like self-development talks on, you know, leadership, um, how to communicate with other people, um, how to influence and yeah, it's something that I really, really enjoy like discussing with others Mm. when it, when it comes to mental health, um, one of the main points that I'm, I'm just going to say is that, you know, like when you're feeling stressed, you feel upset, you feel frustrated, you feel angry, you need to deal with those feelings you can't trap and bottle these things up right so if you're if you're somebody who wants to cry i'd say cry it's fine you know it 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 does not make you weak if you get upset it doesn't it does not mean that you know if you're if you're crying that means you don't have faith in allah you know Mm. it, it doesn't mean that you're negative you need to actually deal with these feelings so you have to like get them out yeah if you want to sit there you want to cry that's fine you know just do it because you know what happens is there's a sense of relief when you actually deal with it you're like yeah, you feel it's so much static when you cry it lets out yeah. um, these feelings that you're holding in it lets them out and it sort of takes them off your shoulders a little bit yeah so you end up feeling just a little bit lighter than what you were before right yeah. so yeah like the first thing is just to like um just you know like just like face your emotions just you know express them it's okay the the other thing that i would 
just just say is that you know like just as, assess the situation like for example like, so like okay that girl was crying you know like you know you can just say no it's okay it's okay it's okay to be upset it's fine you don't have to talk to her about it you just you know sit with her you don't have to say anything you know it's 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 like i said to you before it's not what you say you have to look mm-hmm. at your actions you know just keep yeah. her company right yeah. Yeah. so you know little things like this um but yeah you know sometimes like we have to just just think about you know we don't want to sound insensitive to other people because you know like from another uh, a person's perspective could be that you know like i want to i want to feel upset but you know this person is just telling me to be strong all the time and you know sometimes it gets a bit annoying this is like what we can work on right yeah you know um, there's this um what do you think of this culture of toxic positivity because i feel like recently or maybe like a few years ago it was all about having good vibes and positive energy and you yeah. know no, no negativity around here you know so mm. it, was, it was sort of like forcing people to just experience good emotions and i say good emotions with quotation marks mm-hmm. but i mean all emotions are there for a reason like we feel anger yes. for a reason we feel yeah. sad for a reason we feel happy yes. for a reason it's not healthy to be happy all the time yes i agree with you 100% with that that yeah it's should i be honest um because i don't think there's one person who lives on this planet who is 100% happy all the time no yeah. one is right and if they and, were it wouldn't be normal would it <laughs> no it wouldn't i don't know how you'd probably need an energizer battery like like full on full <laughs> charge and you know what i mean but like look you know like you're a human being and yeah. you know like we've been we've been I, i would say blessed with these kind of feelings like by god so we can learn how to deal with them and you know like every single emotion that you feel whether it is you know fear whether it's you know depression anxiety you know yeah. i'm not even telling you that that's a bad thing to feel i'm not even telling you that you know why are you feeling like that there's something wrong with you but it's you know sometimes not, the thing it's not a bad thing to feel it's a thing that we go through it's 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 part of our human experience like mm. if we're not feeling these things we're sort of missing out on on half of the human experience i mean half of it is going to yeah. be happy joyful and successful and everything but the other half mm-hmm. is going to be is going to be hard it's going to be a struggle it's going to be we're going to experience sadness we're going to mm-hmm. grieve we're going to you know and these things need to be equally as important and mm. not tab- taboo you know yes yeah no 100% being happy isn't taboo why is being sad a taboo <laughs> yeah it's because like you know it's it's been perceived very negatively that's the problem yeah. you know sometimes these are like trials from god as well you know mm-hmm. what i mean our feelings you know like uh, everything that we go through whether it's you know a good thing or a positive thing these things have been given to us by god right so he's actually testing us like how are we going to deal with this is that you know when you when you're feeling um upset and you just want to talk to somebody yeah. i think there should be at least one person in your life that you 100% trust that you should be able to vent to yeah, yeah so so you know like just use this person and ring them and if there's anything that you're feeling just take it out of your system because you know that person is there to be your friend and just talk to that person just get it out of your system if you want to feel sad you want to feel frustrated you want to feel angry yeah. it's okay you can talk to that person because 
you need to deal with those feelings, right? Instead of just trapping it inside because you know what sometimes we tend to swallow a lot of things that happen you know like there could be like 10 things that went wrong you know today that made me so angry but you know i i told myself i'm not going to react and i'm not going to say anything but you know what ends up happening you end up swallowing it right yeah. you end up swallowing everything and it builds so it, and it builds and then it just it blows builds up and builds up and builds and some bitchy person who comes and just you know accidentally knocks into you and that's it she's got the brunt of it you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I would I'd recommend that, you know, you have a friend, if it's, you know, even a family member like your grandmother or somebody that yeah. you, you think of it as like a safe hub, right? Yeah. And go to your safe hub. Anytime you have an issue or problem, you trust this person, just talk about it honestly and just say, you know, if you're feeling angry, say I'm angry, you know, this happened, you know, I'm, yeah. I feel upset. Just take it out of your system because you need that for your health, right? You don't realize yeah. that you need that for your health. Yeah. I think one one other thing we need to learn or start teaching ourselves is how to label our emotions. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes we feel so frustrated and a bit overwhelmed with so many different emotions and mm-hmm. we sort of don't know how to like pick them apart and just sort of like be like okay this is cuz I, I was feeling angry at this point I was feeling sad at this point I was feeling happy at this point and it just mm-hmm. becomes a cocktail of emotions that we don't know how to deal with. Yeah, I mean, my my personal experience, Koso, like, since, I'll be honest, you know, when uh, lockdown happened in March, um, like, obviously, there was a fear of, you know, being in the house too much, right? I think everybody was yeah. sort of feeling like, oh, like, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to go out and even see my family, my friends, nobody. Yeah. Um, but I've been actually told and advised to actually stay at home. Like, legally, I can't, you know meet up with anybody or go out anywhere unless it's like a necessity like a supermarket so like the the thought of that was making me feel quite anxious like the first week but you know like the the way to deal with your emotions is like like I said to you before is to accept them okay you know accept what you're feeling and yeah sometimes you feel a mixture of things you know sadness you feel frustrated you know, sometimes you feel confused, you know, like, yeah. why am I thinking a certain way? Why am I feeling a certain way? You know, like, w- sometimes you ask yourself, what's wrong with you? These are normal things to feel, yeah? yeah. When, when you have a lot of time on your hands, this this is, uh, the, there's, there's a saying, isn't it, that, you know, an ideal mind is a devil's workshop, right? Yeah. So something that I fear is like some, like one of my biggest fears is actually to, have too much time on my hands because you want to use that time number one you want to use it productively you want to use it well and you want to use it in a form of worship to god as well right so i think if you if you if you just firstly accept that some some days i'm gonna be sad you know some days i'm not gonna feel great some days i will be happy The, the the fact that you're aware of that i think solves half the problem because you're accepting that right rather than you know like you know like feeling feeling like oh what's wrong with me rather than that you just say that look it's normal for me to accept these things but you know how can I deal with it today you have to make the most of the situation that you've been given like it's easy to, to sort of get get all wrapped up in feeling sorry for ourselves and oh no it's locked down and oh my god we're all trapped in our own houses but at the end of the day we really need to make the most of of what we have 
Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Zahra, what about any like Quranic ayahs or hadith or any stories that you can share that have helped you or that you think might help others? Yeah, so I'm going to share just like a couple of examples of, you know, like our Prophet, our Prophet yeah. Muhammad, for example. Muhammad. You know, there's there's a common story of how, you know, this lady used to just throw garbage at him all the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To hear a lot. So when it comes to, you know, like mental health, for example, mm. I think like sometimes when we look, when we, we look at our Prophet, obviously we have very high respect respect for them right but yeah. i think we tend to forget that look this this person was a human being too you know you know like sometimes like our prophet used to feel so lonely yeah but yeah. we tend to forget these things you know like we tend to we tend to think that you know like our the most like pious you know leaders like in islam you know we forget to think that you know they were human beings with emotions they felt these things too right yeah. so Think, you know like try and look at it from that perspective that like you know like sometimes when i feel sad i fall down i feel upset it's okay to feel these things because look our our you know our followers you know our imams our prophets went through these things too but the difference is you know like how to deal with it you know how to deal yeah. with it constructively in a positive way right yeah. how mm -hmm. to deal with it in a way where it's not gonna upset or harm another person right that look if you don't deal with your issues you don't talk about it i'm just telling you to talk about it i'm telling you to vent that's what you need end of the day just like one person to just be calm and just listen to you that's it right yeah. one person but it, it it helps a great deal i i, I can't stress it enough it, it helps a lot you know um, also also another thing we could do if we don't have anyone in our lives that we really trust that much or we're that close to we really mm -hmm. need to start considering like allah as our friends because at the end yeah. of the day there's no one on this earth that loves us as much as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there's no one on this earth that can keep our secrets like him and there's yes. honestly like you can just sit and just talk and talk and talk and talk and vent and you know that like allah is listening to you and he mm -hmm. he knows what's best for you and inshallah he'll answer your prayers and he'll give you strength so mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's a good point you mentioned um you know sometimes when i pray namaz and i've, I've told a couple of people this you know if i'm you know really struggling about something and you know i'll just sit there on the musala and just like reflect maybe for 10 minutes yeah. and you know i'm literally just sitting there i'm not even praying a specific dua this is just me sitting there and i said you know like sometimes worship is you know communicating with your god yeah. but you know like it, it doesn't literally have to be a specific dua to pray i'm not saying don't pray duas i said of course like there's a lot no, of duas for yeah. that but this is just a way, another coping mechanism that i find works for me you know? and also i think it's really important that um that people know that it's okay to ask for help so and you know like most of us have our gps and everything it's really mm -hmm. important if you're feeling like you've got some depression if you feel like you've changed if you feel like a few weeks have passed and you've been in this really low mood it's important mm -hmm. for you to go and seek help go talk to your yes. gp and make sure you get you get the support that you need and mm -hmm. inshallah 
um, anyone who's struggling and needs help will get the help that they need. So we've spoken a bit about mental health in this episode and discussed several points such as how having understanding friends who check up on you often is really important for our well-being, as well as having support from local mosques and community centres. Unfortunately, it's time for this episode to come to an end. I would like to thank our dear guests, Zahra and Sakina, and also our lovely listeners for taking the time to tune in. Join us next week for part two with Sister Hania Tosi, who is a psychological well-being practitioner, discussing depression and anxiety in a bit more depth. There's a topic you would like us to cover or wish to share your thoughts, please feel free to contact us through our social media page at Khudam Fatima. Also, give us a follow so you can keep up to date with all our upcoming episodes. Thank you for listening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.